This is Small Business as Usual, a program about the art of operating small enterprises and the issues faced by the owners. It's a presentation of the Community Economic Development Fund in Meriden, Connecticut. I'm Frederick Welk, a business advisor for CEDF clients. The Community Economic Development Fund is a nonprofit lender providing financing to qualified small businesses in Connecticut that can't obtain traditional bank financing. More about CEDF at the end of the program. This episode is about unintentional entrepreneurship. There's this whole scientific debate about nature or nurture and whether humans are primarily shaped by genetics or experience. We might as well extend this inquiry to entrepreneurship. I'm sure a lot of us have met people who appear to be born entrepreneurs. I, for one, have a relative who, as a child, is said to have collected old magazines and went door to door selling them to the neighbors. On the other hand, many people seem to end up owning businesses having never contemplated that career. But is that the same as being an entrepreneur? My name is Debbie Fay. The name of my business is Bespeak Presentation Solutions. I provide public speaking coaching, consulting, and training to businesses worldwide. And I consider myself an unintentional entrepreneur. Not everyone has the urge to start their own business. Not everyone thinks of themselves as an entrepreneur or even a business person. I am one of those people. I really didn't ever think of myself as having the skills or qualities to be an entrepreneur. What I did have was a passion for getting people on stage that I have had since I was a little girl. When I was eight, our quote-unquote vacations were to Columbus, Ohio to visit our cousins. And from the minute we walked in the door of my cousins, I would put on the record player the sound of music and set up the cast and be their director, these poor tortured victims slash cousins of mine. And frankly, getting a five-year-old on stage is not so much different from getting a 65-year-old on stage. People have the same fear and they also have, which is what drives me, they have a desire to be heard. And that could be via song, it could be via dance, it could be via playing an instrument, it could be via comedy, it could be with the people that I work with. It's either through their, their position at a big company or they are entrepreneurs themselves. And helping them prepare and, and, and get ready to bring that message to the world is my life's work and is endlessly gratifying. My career before I had my three children and stayed at home with them for years was in corporate education. I worked for big companies in their education departments, and I love that. And in fact, when my youngest was in first grade, I had started working at a business school and was teaching communications and English classes there. In, in the fall of 2000, I ended up getting divorced, which was a surprise to me, honestly, and found myself about to be a single mother of three children ages 12 and under. And at that juncture, I had 
two avenues to go down. One, I could get certified to teach or I could pursue my dream that I had had for about a decade, which was to be a public speaking coach. I started with the safe avenue first. I went down the entire road, got certified in this state of Connecticut to teach, and as fate would have it, there was not a position opened in any of those towns. So I thought, okay, if I'm not going to do the safe thing, then my other avenue is this super scary thing, which is to be a public speaking coach. By the way, I had zero contacts in business. Zero. But I needed my professional life to begin. So I took a deep breath and I jumped. And 15 years later, I have a successful public speaking coaching business. The last thing I had thought about was what the name of my business was going to be. But I knew I needed a name. I started brainstorming a name for my business. I sat at my dining room table every day for, I think, 12 days. And I would start thinking up names. And then I would go to the USPTO website, the patent and trademark website, and search it to see if somebody was already using that name. I came up with names like Wrecking Ball Presentations. Believe it or not, somebody had Wrecking Ball Presentations as a business name. So that was out. I would Google, I would use the thesaurus, and that's how I came up with Bespeak. Because Bespeak, one of its definitions is actually to speak. For me, an entrepreneur, I have always thought of an entrepreneur as someone like Mrs. Fields, Mrs. Fields Cookies. I think of an entrepreneur, someone who is impassioned about doing something or having some kind of business and they want to bring it to the marketplace and they have huge goals and visions for it and that was not me For me, the thought about an entrepreneur before I started my business was that the passion came more from having one's own business. And my own experience is my passion lies in what I do. And I wanted it to be a business that could support me. It did not have to be a million-dollar business because I don't need a million dollars to sustain a very happy lifestyle. My first year in business was 2006. And you may recall that around 2007 or 2008 was the Great Recession. And one might think, well, that stinks. That's a terrible time to start a business. But actually... As I think back on it, it was probably the perfect time to start a business because it wasn't like I started with a rocket only to suffer the, the effects of the Great Recession. My business started very slowly, 
because I knew zero people in business. But what I knew from the very beginning, as soon as I had a website that went live and I had business cards in my hand, I knew that I needed to get out there and let people know about my business. And I did that two ways. I joined a weekly networking group, and that was hugely helpful to me, not only because of being able to practice my elevator pitch and practice talking about my business and and getting to know other people and their business, but I learned a ton from the other people about all kinds of things that I didn't know about, like business insurance, like marketing, like sales, like companies that I'm not connected with, but were still really interesting for me to learn about. And then I networked at a bunch of other opportunities with other groups. I was networking, I would say, twice a week. I created a roadshow for myself that I gave anywhere anyone would have me speak. And when you have a good presentation and you deliver it well and it's helpful, word gets around. Before I knew it, people were coming to me to see if I would speak at their organization. I've lived all over the country. I moved a ton as a child. I moved seven times with my first husband. Sorry to say, Connecticut was the hardest place for me to make inroads from a social standpoint, because this is New England. Having said that, Connecticut has been a very welcoming place to start a business. I knew no one, and within the second year, I knew a lot of people, and by year two and a half, I had a viable business. And that's saying something. I was starting my own business from scratch, and there were a few very close friends of mine, very well-meaning, who expressed skepticism about my ability to succeed and support myself because that was the goal. I had a five-year runway before I was no longer going to have alimony and, and really very little child support at that point. The well-meaning friends who expressed skepticism were people with whom I did not discuss my business after that. I only surrounded myself with people who were positively encouraging me and providing me great advice and resources, and I listened to them. I think what I didn't know going into being an entrepreneur and business owner, but I learned very quickly, is when you're in business by yourself, it's very lonely. When you have a big win, you're jumping up and down in your office by yourself, and when you're scared out of your mind, you're losing sleep by yourself. I will say that in 15 years, I have had huge highs and periods where my business has been slow and I've lost sleep over it. There are gonna be scary days. I don't know anybody that I've ever talked to 
who is a business owner who's honest, who didn't have scary days. I have a mantra. I am, I can, I will. And I will say that out loud to myself. And it works. So in huge print in my office is a poster that reads, Think Big. And another one that reads, What Are You Waiting For? And I would say that I am still guilty of not thinking big enough. And I don't know what I'm waiting for. And that's possibly where my being an unintentional entrepreneur comes in because my idea of the born entrepreneur is the person that just couldn't think big enough. I would highly recommend getting out there, networking. And by the way, with Zoom, it's actually become easier with this remote environment because you can attend networking events all over the state. You can attend networking events all over the country if you'd like. There is no limit geographically to where you can go and you will be welcomed. What you cannot do as a new B2B business owner is put up a website and think that your customers are going to come to you because they don't know about you. It, that is something you have to do consistently. You have to market yourself consistently. I honestly didn't think that I was going to have to go out and earn a living on my own. I had not seen that coming. That was a surprise. But at the end of the day, what it's provided me is the opportunity to live a dream of mine, to be able to earn a living doing this thing that has been my life's passion. So you, others, maybe people like me that found themselves divorced, that didn't think that they were going to need to support themselves, and an avenue for them may be starting their own business. Thanks to Debbie Fay of Bespeak Presentation Solutions for explaining how she became an unintentional entrepreneur. In fact, that's the working title of her second book underway. You can find out more about her company at bespeakpresentations.com. Thanks to Scott Holmes for music, our theme is by Orchestral Movement of 1932. Small Business as Usual is presented by the Community Economic Development Fund, a nonprofit organization which provides enterprises in Connecticut with term loans, lines of credit, and commercial mortgages when they can't get traditional bank financing. For the eighth year in a row, we're Connecticut's top SBA microlender. We make business term loans at very nominal interest rates as small as a few thousand dollars and larger business loans too from a pool of loan capital provided by many of the state's leading banks. There are geographic and or income qualification requirements for the borrowers. You can find out more about all of this at CEDF.com. And this episode of Small Business as Usual is available on our educational website, weteachsuccess.org. It's number 21-2. Debbie, hope you're pleased with how this program came out. Would you please help promote this episode? I am, I can, I will.